The Adventurers by Thomas Miller. Book One. Chapter Two. Fun in the Wilderness. The party has been riding for about four hours since they left Fax. They are riding on a well-used trail through some plains and are headed in a southeasterly direction. Halbarad the ranger is riding about a hundred yards ahead to scout the terrain out. Mongo, maybe this Bellegarde character can tell us what's so important about this tube. Belfanior, let me see that. Examines the metallic tube, whatever it is, it's pretty light. Hmm. No openings. Peldor, I bet I could get it open. Peyote, whoa. Dude. Halbarad returns. Halbarad, riding hard, riders approach. Krug, hmm. Ged, how many? Halbarad, six, and they appear to be brigands of some sort. Peldor, no mere brigand is a match for the mighty Peldor. I draw my sword and await these brigands. The six men approach on the path. They are dust-covered and look mean. Belfanior, I put on a mean face and stare at them. Peldor, do they have any obvious valuables? Ged, greetings noble ones. How goes it? Soldier number one, greetings wanderers. Pauses, you had best be camping soon, for only the well-armed travel by night without fear of robbery. Mongo, I am well-armed. Krug, you. My arms seem well to me. Soldier number two, doubtless such experienced adventurers as yourselves have nothing to fear from any highway bandits. Ged, well fine then. Good night to you, rides on. Soldier number one, take care travellers. Peyote, later dudes. Peace. Peldor, I'll take the rear. Halbarad, I shall go scout out a campsite somewhere up ahead. Rides on ahead of Ged. Soon after, a suitable camping ground is found, and the group settles down about 50 feet off the road. Halbarad builds a fire, since it is getting colder every minute, while Peyote and Belfanior wander off to gather firewood. Ged and the unknown mage are studying their spellbooks, while Rob the priest prays quietly near the fire. Mongo has taken it upon himself to demonstrate his cooking proficiency, of which he is quite proud, by adding herbs and spices to the rations that the party is eating. Peldor is out wandering, supposedly to find more firewood. Krug is busy eating his rations raw. When the fire is burning high, Halbarad goes to find yet more wood. Mongo, these may be just iron rations, but they'll be the best damn iron rations that anybody ever had. Ged, looking up, don't you touch my food. I'll have my meal without any strange seasonings, thank you. Mongo, if you want to be without the benefit of these many delicious mouth-watering spices, fine. Krug, fine. Munch, munch. Peldor returns, here's a dead squirrel, Mongo, can you make it taste better, to DM. I try to slip the carcass into the soup pot. Mongo, hey! Stay away from my kitchen. Krug, I'll eat it. Give it here. Suddenly, a number of snarling creatures appear around the campsite. 
Without any warning, they rush in, attacking at leisure. Krug Wolves fails to be surprised and draws sword. Wolf number one tries to bite Krug but misses. Wolf number two bowls Mongo over, clawing and biting successfully. Wolf number three bites Ged successfully. Wolf number four bites and claws Rob successfully. Wolf number five claws Peldor successfully. Wolf number six barrels into unknown mage, knocking him over but only scoring with a claw attack. Wolf number seven goes for the soup, ignoring the characters. DM, now that everybody has been surprised, roll for next round's initiative. Krug, hacks wolf that attacked him inflicting a major wound. The wolf tries to limp away, blood pouring out of its side. Peldor, stabs his wolf with a dagger having no time to unsheath his sword. The wolf is scratched but continues to attack. Wolf number one, retreating. Wolf number three, fails to bite Ged. Wolf number four bites Rob again. Rob is hurting badly by this time. Rob help. I club it with my mace, fails to hit the wolf though. Wolf number two, attacks don't get through Mongo's armor. Mage, tries to put some distance between his attacker and himself. A long tear in his cloak shows a glimpse of jet black skin to a few who happen to see. Wolf number six, chases mage. Wolf number five bites Peldor. Ged tastes steel, foul vermin, manages to hit his attacker with his mace and rolls maximum damage, braining it. Wolf number three dies. Peldor, a lucky roll, no doubt. Mongo, do I have time to draw my sword? DM rolls for chance, nope. Mongo, then I use the cooking pot I had in my hand and try to club the wolf, rolls, yes. Rolls maximum damage, killing the wolf, I knew it. The pot is mightier than the sword. Halbarad Peyote Belfanior, returning, oh shit, drop firewood. Round 3 commences, with the three fresh fighters charging those wolves who are left. The melee ends soon thereafter, as might be expected when 60% of the party's heavy hitters suddenly join in. All wolves are dead or have fled. Everybody but the cavalry and Krug is wounded and Rob and Peldor are in pretty bad shape. Ged commences healing on Rob, who is able to use his own healing spells on others once he is feeling better. Ged say friend mage to the unknown wizard, you wouldn't perchance mind taking off your hood would you? Mage, I'd rather not. Mongo, what manner of being are you? You're not evil are you? Krug evil? Peyote yeah man. What's the deal here anyway? Rob, inquiring minds want to know. I want to know. Mage alright pulls back hood. He is a drow elf. Krug, hm? Ged, you must have powerful magic indeed to fool my detection spell. Halbarad, have any of you considered that maybe he is not evil? Mage, I have. Peldor, nobody is innately evil. Belfanior, some of us just have to work at it. Ged, HMPH. Mage, I am a renegade from my homeland and do not follow such ways as you might have come to expect from the drow. 
Ged, what is your opinion of the mass acts of evil committed by drow everywhere? Well, Mage, let's just say that I take a dim view. Halbarad, well, there's no reason not to let him stay with us. After all, he did assist us in that tavern. Peyote, agreed. Like, absolutely. Krug, aha. Mongo, you can't judge him by race, that wouldn't be fair. Mage, another thing. I am not a he or a him. My name is Alindjar Rilsafane, late of the clan Rilsafane, and I would prefer to be referred to as such. Belfanior, okay, whatever you say, such. Kruger? Ged, touchy, are we? I'll be watching you, Dark Elf. Krug piles the wolf bodies away from the camp, and the fire is built up high with all the firewood found nearby. The party sets up a defensive position with two on watch at all times. Despite all their worries and precautions, nothing else bothers them this night. Morning dawns on an exhausted and bedraggled party. They eat a cold breakfast in relative silence, some eyeing others suspiciously. About an hour later, after feeding and watering the horses, they pack up and ride on. They have a crude map of the area, and decide to save time by cutting through the nearby forest. This idea thrills some but scares others. After about three hours of boring riding, a group of eight suspicious-looking men approaches from the other direction. Peldor, suspicious-looking? Like me. Brigand number one, ho there. Do us a favor and get off of your horses, yep. Brigand number two, that'll save us our below having to knock yours off. Brigand number three, we'll take the cash, the horses and the armor, and I do mean now. Ged, you have got to be kidding. Go about your way or suffer dire consequences indeed, fools. Brigand number four, as you will, mate. Attack, the brigands begin to ride for the party. Initiative is rolled. Peldor throws dagger hits brigand number eight. Critical hit, location turns out to be right eye. Brigand number eight, Gak. Fuck, dies right there on his horse. Ged, magic missiles bandit number one. Bandit number one, ye. Belfanior, I stand up in my saddle and prepare to tackle the nearest. Mounted bandit. DM, oh really? Make a street and a dex check then. Belfanior rolls twice, both are under his stats, okay. DM. Brigand number five, tackled by an airborne Belfanior, he is knocked from his saddle onto the ground. Brigand number two, swings at Halbarad, hits for a minor wood. Brigand number three, swings at Peyote, misses. Krug, kills Brigand number seven in a single blow, snort. Brigand number four, swings at Mongo, hits for one horsepower. Mongo, ha ha. You'll have to do better than that, swings sword and deals a serious blow. Brigand number six, headed for Alindjar, I'll take out this wimp, swings but misses. Alindjar, since he didn't get interrupted, his spell is completed in a successful manner. Phantasmal force, looks like a small winged demon, arr the image attacks brigand number six who having an int of seven failed to save and suffers much illusionary damage. 
Brigand number 6, RR, flees pursued by the demon image. Halbarad, to DM, say you don't know the penalties for mounted melee, do you? Because I have riding proficiency and don't get penalized. DM, not really prepared for questions like this at this juncture. Halbarad, swings and hits Brigand number 2 easily with his axe, killing him. Peyote, swings and misses Brigand number 3, bogus dude. Brigand number 4, run away. Run away, he and the others still living flee. Belfanior, wrestling with Brigand number 5 on the ground, works in a dagger attack and dispatches the bandit. Ha! Ged, somebody get those fools. Phantasmal Force returns to Alindia. Ged, Phantasmal Force, eh? Hmm. Belfanior. Halbarad, let them go. Krug beats his chest and lets out a scream of victory a la Tarzan. The party rests for a bit and heals their wounds as the DM contemplates mounted combat. Halbarad uses his animal handling skills to calm the horses, who are jumpy, talking and cooing to them. DM, the horses are jumpy from the excitement. After all, they've never seen mounted combat either. Halbarad, I use my animal handling skills to calm them. I talk and coo to them. Get coo. After ten rounds, the party resumes their journey. They are briefly harassed by eight kobolds at a later point, but the kobolds flee when challenged instead of fighting. Belfanior, I shoot the last one in the back with my bow as he flees. Makes roll kills the kobold. Krug, nice shot. Ged, Bokab will not forgive you your sins in the afterlife, O killer of the defenseless. Peldor, Bokab. Prove that this Bokab exists, mage. Ged Grr. At this point, the party reaches the Sus Forest. The forest seems dark and foreboding. Thick gnarled trees stretch up into the sky. The noises of the forest, birds, squirrels, and the like can be heard. The forest teems with life. Peyote, say this forest verily teems with wildlife. They decide to camp right outside the forest. Many more precautions are taken this time, to the extent of Halbara trying to talk to the nearby forest creatures, alas, something he cannot do yet. For some reason, nothing bothers the party this night, much to their surprise. The next morning they enter the forest, still heading southeast. The place grows dim as they progress deeper into it. Wildlife becomes scarce and shadows abound. There could be things watching the party from a hundred different directions. At one point, a strange monkey-like creature is seen regarding them from a high perch. For no apparent reason, it bounds away through the trees before Belfanior can shoot it with an arrow. The party stops for a late lunch. Ahead of them, the ever-scouting Halbarad reports a very foreboding area. The party thus far. Belfanior, High Elf Fighter. Ged, Grey Elf Priest Mage. Halbarad, Human Ranger. Krug, Human Fighter. Mongo, Dwarf Fighter. Peldor, Human Thief. Peyote, Half Elf Fighter Druid. Rob, Human Priest. Alindia, Drow Elf Mage. Notes. This was the episode that made famous Mongo's proficiency with the cooking pot. 
he wanted to take a weapon proficiency slot for it. Also, note the lack of deeds from Rob, his player missed this session, and the beginnings of Belfania's bloodthirsty streak and the manner of dialogue hippie, used now by Peyote's player. This is the third in a series of adventure segments I have written up. It was played several years ago, and I am writing these based on my DM's notes and memory. The system is AD&D 2nd edition, tailored just a bit, e.g. we use non-weapon proficiencies a lot. Someone has asked me to try to make the characters more unique and or distinguishable by using what they say to personify them. Part of the problem is that there were nine characters players at the start of the campaign. This is too many to keep track of sometimes. Fortunately, this didn't last long, as different members of the group left or were phased out. I will work on their personalities nevertheless, to try and get the characters to come across the right way. Thanks for listening to Chapter 2 of The Adventurers by Thomas Miller.